This is The Changelog, and I'm your host, Adam Stachowiak. We're a member-supported blog and podcast that covers what's fresh and new in open source. Tune in live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern at thechangelog.com slash live. And this is episode 0.8.7, recorded April 30th, 2013. We're joined today by Chad Whitaker, the creator of Git Tip, also known as Gitip. If you found this show on iTunes, we're also on the web at thechangelog.com. And if you're on Twitter, follow the changelog, because that is us. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. This is the changelog. It is Thursday. No, it's not Thursday. It's Tuesday. I'm so used to saying it's Thursday, but it's not, because it's Tuesday. We take the show live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Got an awesome show lined up today. If you have not heard, um, the podcast is back. This is the, th- the the third one going out. If you're waiting for 0.6 or 0.8.6, it's coming soon. I'm sorry about that. It's just uh, taking a little bit longer than normal. But uh, we do have some fun guests with us. We got my ever popular, always fresh, always new, Andrew Thorpe. How's it going, Adam? How is it going? And we got uh, Kenneth. Kenneth Wright's here. What's, what's going on, Kenneth? Not a whole lot. How you doing? I I am fantastic, man. I'm just it's you know it's such a good day. Today is a good such, day. Such a good day. And, it's a l- and little overcast here, unfortunately. Where's here? Because I mean, you never know where you're at. In the hills in Virginia. Next week, if I'm on the show, I'll be in Amsterdam, though. It'd be pretty oh boy! Cool. I'm gonna try that'll to be, do it. We'll see. That'll be t- we'll have to get you on the satellite for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I'm new, sure the new rig you just, you just had commissioned, right? Yeah. That, With all yeah, the t-shirt just, money. Well, what the thing is, is we were promoting, uh, 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 what is it, open.nasa.gov, and so <laughs> they, they gave us a satellite. It's pretty sweet. It's awesome. Yeah, it's just like that. And and speaking of satellites, we got the uh, GitUp extraordinaire with us, Chad Whitaker. What's up, bud? How's it going, man? Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. So we're here today to talk about sustaining open source. Can you help us talk about that, Chad? Oh, my heavens. Not quite well, before yet. Before we actually officially get started, maybe maybe a, a, a quick introduction of who you are. Absolutely. All right. So Chad Whitaker is my name. GitUp is my game. GitUp.com is a website which primarily right now is being used by open source developers and the companies that love them. And it's a crowdfunding site where you can go and you can set up a dollar a week or three dollars a week or 25 cents a week as a gift to someone whose work you love and admire and are inspired by. So it's ongoing, sustainable crowdfunding. Every week, every Thursday, we pull money into the system, we shuffle it around in the system, and we push money out into people's bank accounts so wow. they can buy beer and you know, pay a bill or something, or whatever they want. It's, it's gift money is what it is. Gift money. So yeah. before we go too deeply into the show, just for the listeners' sake who are out there thinking it's Git Please. Tip, Uh-oh. how do you say it? Well, it depends. I say Gitip, and that's a change. I used to say Git Tip, and a lot of people still do say Git Tip. And if you want to be old school, you can keep saying Git Tip. I say Gitip because the vision for this thing is to take it beyond the tech community and the open source world and to get musicians on there to get bloggers on there to get artists on there people that have no clue what github is for example 
or get and or or get right and in my experience so far folks like that when they see the word they say get it that's the first that's the first thing that comes out of their mouth so I'm sort of trying to skate ahead of the puck on that one and get myself used to saying get it because I think in the long run that's how it's going to end up. And do you say puck because you're a uh, a Penguins fan or, or what? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, yes, let's go with yes on that one. All right. Do you miss Lemieux or what? <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, don't we all? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Are you a big hockey fan? Absolutely, man. I'm from Pittsburgh, man. I love the, the right. Penguins, man. Yeah. 100%. Right I'm not a big hockey fan, but I'm Well, like, did that uh, get mentioned on the air yet? So I'm here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We were talking about that, yeah. We, we definitely aren't worried about uh, about saying where Chad is from because he's very personal in his Twitter profile. <laughs> you know, <with> location. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, that's a thing. Can you Can you explain? Well, so I was on this Reddit thread like a year ago. I had this thing where I was like, I'm going to friend everybody on Facebook, right? I was like, I'm going to try and friend like all, you know, 750 billion people or whatever it was at the time they're on Facebook. So I started this thing and, you know, some folks on Reddit got interested in it. And so we tr- started trying to friend each other. Long story short, this one guy on the thread was like, I look forward to being friended by you, you know, in five years or whatever when you get to me. And I, I essentially doxed him, right? Like I took his handle on Reddit and found out, you know, like where he was graduating from high school in two weeks kind of thing, you know. And it kind of freaked me out, and that was sort of a wake-up call for me about digital privacy, right, and how there is none. And that was the point, you know, I ended up, like, backing away from doxing this kid and, like, deleting my comment or whatever. But I was like, well, you know, what have I got to lose? You can find it all out anyway, you know. Might as well just live out in the open. So, it, I mean, it's it's part of the whole openness shtick, but that was, like, that was the event that precipitated it. It's like, I'm going to try this, see what happens. So now in your bio, you have your address and your phone number, right? Exactly. So my Twitter bio, uh, what does it say? I'm going to go click to it. But yeah, it says, you know, yes, has my address, my phone number. Does it really? Yes, it's address. Founder of getup.com. Call me at, I'm not going to say it. Email me at, I'm also not going to say it. Call me at 412-925-4220. Email me at chat at zadaweb.com. And what do I say? Visit me at 716 Park Road, 1503. Wow. And so what does your wife say about this? Um, you know, <laughs> it almost came up the other night. Does she not know? know? No, she ah, she kind of knows, I think. <laughs> She's not a super online kind of. She uses Ooh. Facebook some. She's got a Chromebook yeah. like two weeks ago. And so now she can actually get on the internet. Before that, she had this like old laptop that barely worked. Yeah, know. yeah. I'm not she's, gonna... she's she's less open about you know she's less gung ho about it than I am. But I mean that's you know she knows who she married. I'm not gonna say one way or the other about it, but uh, and not to sound awful, but when all that stuff was going on with the uh, PyCon stuff, mm. and that that was one of the major reasons why, like I started to almost feel like whatever semblance of digital privacy I can achieve, like this is mm. the reason why I would want it is to prevent huh. this from happening. And, and that stuff, I mean, shoot, you mean, you know, we don't, we don't need well, to talk about that because I don't yeah. want to shed light on it, but that's something that like, I don't know, in, in a world today, it's something that people have different opinions on. And yeah. I mean, you're right. It's, yeah, it. it's a brave new world, right? I mean, I, I sort of have this idea, like, you know, at some point, there'll be a scandal, right? I'll, I'll be like dragged into scandal and somebody will be like, you know, from one side or another, to be like, Chad did this or Chad did this. And I don't know, I sort of, I'm, I'm hoping by getting into the habit now, 
of being open that it'll make it easier when it's tough. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not true just in this, the case of scandal, but just in, in you know, in general, it's like you know, you got to you got to start early when it doesn't hurt quite so much if you want to you know have big things that are also open. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's where it's coming from. So transparency is a really big part of what you're trying to do. Do you Huge, want to talk about uh, open companies at all? Oh, goodness. Yeah, so open companies. So I'm trying to run GitHub as openly as possible. Well, b- uh, before you do that, let's, uh, let's talk about what GitHub is just so yeah. everyone kind of knows before we kind of get into the, the crux of it. So why don't you give yeah. like a uh, – you know, just the short and dirty of what a uh, what yeah. GitHub actually is. Man, it would be great. Okay, so it's nice to do this with some screenshots, right? Like, so if you go to GitHub.com and you look at the homepage, you're going to see, right now you see a list of the top receivers and the top givers and the top uh, and new participants, right? People that have just joined the site. And you click through to one of those and you see a profile. So everybody, you get a profile page on GitHub, right? You sign up for GitHub, you get a profile and you have this opportunity to sort of um, you make a statement. On, in, you know, in the database, it's called your statement. That's the column. Your statement, I am making the world better by dot, 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 fill in the blank. Okay. So the idea is that we've got these, uh, you know, these industries, open source software, you know, the software industry being almost chief among them, where you've got all these people giving their work away for free, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's like the heart and soul of open source, right? Is you're doing it for the love. And so GitHub is a way to give back. So you go to somebody's profile page and you see, you know, I'm Mike Bayer and I, you know, write the SQL Alchemy library, which is a really popular SQL library for Python. And, you know, I do this other stuff too, right? And then you have an opportunity there to click a button, $1, $3, $6, up to $24 or 25 cents is the minimum. So it's a small gift. You know, you can't give them $100 a week. You can't give them $500 a week. You can give them up to $24 a week. You set up that gift. The idea is you're going to set up these gifts to a bunch of different people. And, uh, you know, that's going to that's gonna tick over every week. And then you're both a giver and a receiver on the site, right? So as soon as you've signed in to give to somebody else, you're also open to receiving gifts on the site. You know, so the idea is kind of to build... A social network, right, where there's this, you know, you, you're you're linking people according to the relationships they've already got, you know, uh, but there's money on the line, right? Try to take it to the next level here and, uh, you know, see if we can stir some stuff up with it. Uh, so that's the basic mechanism is you, you go to somebody's profile, you read their profile, you set up a gift to them, and that gift is recurring. So it's every week, you know, uh, right now we don't actually support one-time gifts at all. Um, yeah, it's a big feature request, and, and we're talking about it. We'll What's get the to it someday. Requests? One-time gifts, you know. One-time. So I'm gonna give you twenty gotcha. bucks and then walk away, right? That's not that's not the essence of GitHub. The essence of GitHub is weekly recurring. Because yeah, because you're trying. I mean, this is the play. And well, Kenneth, I know you mentioned talking about the the openness of it, which is so unique to the way you're trying to build it. But yeah. the the sustaining part is, you know, I know right. that there's a lot of right. talk out there about. Just you know, I know you said I didn't know you were taking this beyond open source either, but mm. that was news to me. But I know that okay. sustaining is a is a big topic at least Absolutely. over the last couple of years, really. But mm-hmm. because people get burned out and just uh, yeah, there's lots yeah. of this, you know, a lot of conversation I mean, around. How that. long have we had you know donate buttons on open source projects? You know, PayPal buttons on open source projects, pledgy. You know, we've had these mechanisms, you know. But what I'm seeing is that one-time gifts aren't enough, you know? Right. Because on the one hand, 
you know, my bills are recurring. You know, my bills aren't one-time. Rent isn't a one-time thing. And then on the other hand, awesomeness isn't a one-time thing, as my friend Bruce Adams said. You know, like, you don't stop being awesome tomorrow. You know, like, GitHub is built on this idea that you're really buying into someone's story, you know, and what, uh, you know, like, you're inspired by the work that they do, and you want to you support them. These, do you guys know about the MacArthur Genius Grants? Mm-hmm. Is that on your radar? I'm not familiar with it, no. Yeah, so, okay, so the MacArthur Foundation is this, you know, big nonprofit, uh, you know, philanthropic foundation, and they give out these grants. And I think, you know, it's like 30 or 40 people a year get these. It's a half a million dollars, no strings attached. Wow. And it, it pays out over like five years, right? So it's basically like a solid salary for five years, no strings attached, no questions asked. And they call it the genius grant, right? Because the idea is like, you're such a genius that whatever we told you to do with this money would just be dumber than what you would come up with, right? Because, like, you're the genius, you know? So we're just going to give you this money just to see what you're going to do with it, right? Because, like, you've already proven yourself. Like, you've done all this awesome stuff in your field, and it's across all different fields, right? So you've done all this awesome stuff. We're going to give you this money just because we know you're going to do something awesome with it. And so that's that's one way to think about GitHub, right, is it's sort of crowdsourced genius grants, so very much sustainable. You know, we wanna we, we want people to be set free to pursue their passion, right? And and work uh you know, work on what they love. And so why did you decide to build it, as Kenneth mentioned earlier, in this open Oh man this yeah. open way that you're doing it? Why, why oh, Well it's that? the only way to do it. I mean, first of all, just because that's uh I mean that's a part of my personality, right? I mean hanging it all out there on Twitter like we we're talking about. Um you know, I mean, that's that's the way I want to live. You know, it's the future I want to live in. I want to live in a future where we've got transparent, open uh, institutions. That's one of the things I love about open source. You know, uh, you know, the best of open source, you can go and you just find out how it's made. Like, if I want to find out, you know, so I'm coming from the Python world. I'm starting to make connections in a lot of the communities, but Python's sort of my scene. Like, so if I want to find out how Python's made, I can just go on the issue tracker. You know, I can get involved in the mailing list. And that level of transparency and openness, I think it's just a really good thing for humanity. You know, I think it's, it's just something I want to see more of. I look at, you know, I look at all this stuff over the past few years with the financial industry, right? And, you know, people are crying out for openness and transparency in government and in corporations, and so this is sort of a, you know, GitHub is me planting a seed and saying, can we, can we get to a stage where our big entities, like our big organizations and the ways that we organize ourselves are done in this transparent way? You know, it's trying to apply the insights of open source software, of, of the open source world to wider domains, to paraphrase Eric Raymond at a certain point. So I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it was the only way I could think about doing it, you know? I mean, why would you not? Why would you, like, you know, to push it back? Like, why Why do something closed anymore? It's no fun. I, I guess the sometimes the reason why people choose, well, I guess not sometimes, most people choose to do closed things is is at some level in their humanity a fear of failure, right? You'd rather mm. f- fail hmm. silently than, you know, in in a room full of people. And so I think I, I definitely Have you failed you for, silently? No, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah, I've yeah. had some silent failures before. I'm cunning. I'm, I'm. You're cunning. Yeah, you know, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm sneaky. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, you're right. Like you put your name out there, you put, you know, you put something out there. It's a risk, right? I'm kind of with Andrew on it, though. Like I, I don't want to be private, but there's, 
a level of me that I want to keep personal. That that yeah. there's that like I think of it like this. Like I know I have lots of friends on the internet, just like most of the people in this on this show and yeah. those that are listening. You know, you got lots of internet friends and internet pals that are really good friends, but you know, those who are really close to you know who you are in your heart. It's a little Absolutely. different than Absolutely. your your internet personality potentially, you know? So I, I think I kind of I hold I hold that a little sacred to my heart. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's I mean, we're just different though. No, I mean yes, A, people are different and people have different comfort levels. And the last thing I want to do is force anybody, you know, into, you know, a situation they're not interested in. Uh you know, so a, another key part of the way I'm running this, it's voluntary, right? That's another part of open source culture. Like you're not, you know, you're not forced to work on something you don't want to work on, right? It's open source. It's free. It's, it, you know, the personal autonomy is, is, is prized. Yeah. You know, so obviously there's stuff that I don't share, uh, you know, mostly at my wife's behest, um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there's, there's some, right. I, I mean, all right. So to get back to maybe, Maybe to get back to the open company idea, the way I define an open company is it shares as much as possible. It charges as little as possible, number two. And number three, it doesn't pay its employees. Uh, so I oh, mentioned that's, that. That's a tough one, that last one. There. You said yeah. that one a little quiet, too. Did <laughs> I, were you scared? It doesn't pay its employees. <laughs> it doesn't pay its employees, but we're hiring. But we're hiring, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, I mentioned it because you know that's we share awesome. as much as possible. But we don't share everything, right? Like you don't have, I hope, the password to our database, right? right. Uh, you know, you don't have our secret API keys, right? You know, so we share as much as possible, but not everything, right? We, but we, if you want to sit on, on like the board meetings, those are, those happen in the public, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I had a company come to me today in private email and they were like, Chad, can we do this, you know, uh, you know promotional deal together? Can we do this cross-marketing promotional thing? Uh, you know, and by the way, we respect the open company thing, but we need, you know, we want to do this privately, right? We want to plan this privately and then we'll come out with a bank together. And I said, sorry, you know, I can't do it. You know, I, I can maybe try and work with you, but anything I, anything I'm going to do for this has to be done public. I just feel like I don't have the right to make any decisions privately because the GitHub community has entrusted so much to me, you know, and I take that very seriously or I try to. Yeah, so it's interesting. I think the the way that you have it on your uh, frequently asked questions page is that yeah. you and only one other person have access to the sensitive data. So yeah. if – and I think that makes sense. Obviously, you don't want to make – you can't make other people's information public when yeah. they've – you know when it's sensitive for them because like you said, Absolutely. you can't make the decision what other people want to share. So, exactly. So if the company were to come to you and say, you know, we want to work with you, but we have sensitive data that like we want to give you access to, but you can't share it. I mean, you have to take that oh, into yeah. consideration, right? So yeah, absolutely. Um, so would you would you tend to just like I I see you you know you tweeted about it a little bit and you kind of right. kind of turned the offer down a little bit, but mm-hmm. if it was something like that where it was more just hey like we you can't share our internals like the right, the right, right. the plan well, of mean, what we do together can be public, but yeah. you know what. What we share with you privately, you can't share, and right. you're okay with that. So. Yeah, so that wasn't the case with the, the company I just mentioned. But we, you know, let me let me bring out on the show right now. Balanced payments. Uh, are you guys familiar with balanced? Have just you from you tweeting balanced? about it all day, because yeah. you've been pretty excited about it. Oh, especially today, man! I, I love the way this lined up. So, balanced payments is is the payment provider underlying Get It, and they're a really close partner of mine. Uh, I went through two other payment providers in about a month. Uh, at, when GitHub first started, 
and was kind of left high and dry. So I was with one that got acquired by Groupon and they disappeared off the face of the earth. Then I went to Stripe, which is gorgeous, right? I mean, Stripe's top-notch product, but I was violating their terms of service and they're not really designed for marketplaces. I mean, they've, they're sort of mm-hmm. bolting on some marketplace features, but, you know, the GitHub is weird enough that we didn't fit within the, the feature set that mm-hmm. they had available. So they asked me to leave politely. I'm very professional about it. Uh, you know, so a month into GitHub, you know, it's going great guns. We're getting, you know, some Hacker News traction and all this stuff and some growth. You know, first thing in a decade that I've tried that's growing, and all of a sudden, you know, the bottom falls out again. Two payment providers are gone. Balanced Payments comes along, and, you know, is it an interesting point in their own development where they were, you know, they were pretty hungry, and they came along and they said, Chad, how about we submit a pull request to your repo to integrate with our service? Right. Hmm. So this was nice. a yeah. I said uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Right. Uh, you know. So they showed up one. and they uh, they did. Man, they they submitted this pull request to integrate with their service. You know, and a, you know the, the next week we were running on balanced. You know, we did the the you know the PCI compliant transfer from Stripe over to balanced, and we're off and running. And I've never looked back. You know, so now I have a really close partnership with those those folks, and uh, it's been great. So I mentioned in this context because. Last November, I don't know if it was on your guys' radar, but we had this bout of fraud. Uh, these folks showed up on GitHub and they plugged in stolen credit cards and started dumping stolen money into GitHub, which was interesting. <laughs> um, but that was that was sort of it was a bit of a test of our relationship, uh, balanced and I, you know, because fraud, anti-fraud, uh, is very very closed, you know, as a rule. Traditionally, uh, you know, any any information you leak is aiding, you know, the, the enemy, right? The fraudsters and giving them, a, a, you know, a potential upper hand in the, the constant battle. So that was something we had to work out together, you know. And I ended up on a phone call with, uh, you know, their risk officer and their lawyer, uh, you know, who I who I'd met before that. You know, we were on friendly terms, but we got into this call, and it was, you know, it was it was a little bit tense. It was like, so I'm trying because. I'm trying to do this openly, right? So I was dealing with this fraud incident very openly and I was blogging about it and I was tweeting about it and I put out a whole page on our website, on the GitHub website, detailing who I was flagging as fraudulent, you know, and where the, who the money was coming from and going to, right? Very detailed information, wasn't hiding anything. So we had this call that was like, all right, so where's the boundary line? You know, like you guys have to let me know when I cross that line of your comfort, you know, when, when you feel, you know, cause we've, we've got to have that boundary established, right. Where you feel comfortable, uh, you know, and, and I'm able to, you know, to do what I need to do in terms of openness and we work through it, you know, but, but you're right, man. When, when another company, uh, has needs like that, where they're like, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got our own policies in place, you know, obviously, yeah, I have to respect that. Yeah. So it, I want to circle back real quick when stack was talking about, um, you know that I think a lot of people go closed because a fear of failure. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that may be or may not be. I'm not sure, but I think that we kind of hit on it a little bit. I want to kind of go into it a little deeper. But uh, the the beauty of open source mm-hmm. um, and not just and not necessarily open company because I think there's a lot more to Absolutely. that. I think we can get Absolutely. into a lot more to that. But the beauty of open source and how we're trying to hit on this right now is. If you fail, or yeah, there there always is a there always is failure. It's always an option. Whether you're an open source project, a closed project, it doesn't matter. But the beauty is like if you can get over your own personal fears and you can make your code 
available to the public, the majority of this community wants to help and does not want you to fail. So if there's an idea and people can get behind it, then they want to help move that forward. And have you, I mean, so obviously Mm -hmm. GitUp is, you know, an open source project. So Mm -hmm. have you, have you experienced that firsthand with, with people more encouraged to Mm -hmm. help rather than to watch it fail publicly? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, as I indicated a little bit ago, I mean, you know, this is my first rodeo. I've been trying for over a decade uh, to get something off the ground and doing different open source projects and different business ideas, you know, and this is the first one that's really uh, gotten any traction, you know, which is super awesome. And it's, it's great. You know, it's, it, that's, that's what, that's what gets me up in the morning. You're like, I, I, I lie in bed in the morning and then I'm like, Oh crap. What are they saying on Twitter? You know, like, or, Oh, that's right. There was that person I wanted to respond to, or there's that pull request I needed to get to, you know, that's, that's very motivating for me, the input of, of the whole community around it. You know, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe after a decade I'm, I'm comfortable enough with failure or something. Can we know. pause there for a second then? So you, so this is becoming successful or successful and then, and I'm trying to figure out what to, maybe exactly what is your commercial play, you know, not so much like you getting rich, but at least like how, making how do you, money. Yeah. How do you, do you define make money? Success? How much money do you make? You know, how much money do you make? What's the, what are some of the metrics there since you're so open? How much money do I make? Well, on get it, I think I'm making, I think I made $266 last week and I gave away 88 you know, so I, th- you know, so what's the net's one eighty there? Um, so I'm making I'm making one fifty to two hundred dollars a week on GitHub right now. So call that you know six to eight hundred bucks a month on GitHub. Um, and long, do you want where do you want to go? Do you want to? Well, well you're how about still the company work- itself. Like, how does you said you? Okay. You don't have any. I mean, I gotta imagine you have costs and stuff like yeah, that. I'm right. sure so, those are being met, but yes. You know, do you so, keep money in the bank? Are you a corporation LLC? Absolutely. So there's GitUp LLC. GitUp LLC is a legal entity that's owning all this, right? And it has a bank account, and we charge. So point two of the open company definition is charge as little as possible, but you still charge something, right? That's the idea. So when you move money into GitHub or you pull money out of GitHub, I do charge a fee. GitHub charges a fee, and that fee is designed to be as low as possible. It's designed to barely cover, you know, it's, it's you know, it's designed to cover your operating expenses and not wages and profit, essentially. Okay, so that's designed to cover credit card fees and hosting costs and other services, as well as some cash reserves, right? So there is a fee involved, but it's designed to be as little as possible. So if you put a dollar in, how much is the fee? Is it like five cents? Well, okay. So if you put a dollar in, then I'm going to charge you $10, and you're going to pay $0.68 in fee, and $9.32 is going to be in your account, and that's going to tick down over nine weeks. You know, your dollar gift is going to go, you know, nine times till you're down to $0.32, and then that at that point, it's going to charge you another $10. So we charge you a minimum. The least we charge is ten dollars to minimize credit card fees. Does that make sense? Um, right. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, you know, I mean, it's it's a business, right? It's a business, uh, you know, with a plan, and it, it, you know, it's got fees in there to cover the cost because you know, I, I, I mean, the last thing that GitHub is about is desperation, you know. And if I had to come to you all and be like, 
look, guys, I need to pay my hosting bill, and I just need, like, 100 bucks, please. Could I just have, like, 100 bucks to pay my hosting bill? Like, that's not, you know, how does that help anybody? That's not what it's about, right? So we've got the fees in place to cover the things that we ourselves are charged for. And then beyond that, GitHub is funded on GitHub. So I personally am on the site, uh, and the understanding is that anybody who's going to be working on the site is also going to be on the site. I'm not, that's, you know, point three, don't pay your employees, you know. So I'm not, you know, I don't have any salaries to offer you, you know. Uh, I met with some people the other day. It was interesting. It was really, it was another even more fraught meeting. These, uh, a couple really uh, top-notch marketing folks, actually, who, you know, I'd met in person here in Pittsburgh. They were interested in, in GitHub and interested in getting involved. I'm trying to figure out how to get marketers in into the picture, you know, because we've got it. We've got, we've got collaborative development figured out for developers, right? So how do we bring, you know, how do we, how do we take that beyond just developers? And, you know, we reach this point where they're like, well, so like, what are you offering me? You know, like you're saying you don't have equity, you're saying you don't have salaries. And I reached a point where it was like, look, bring your own carrot, BYOC. You know, I have no carrot for you. You know, like you're, if you're going to be working on GitHub, it's going to be because you want to be here, you know, because that's why I'm here, you know, and that's, that's the open source way, you know, like, you know, at the best of it, it's, you know, you do the change log because you want to do the change log, you know? Mm-hmm. So hope. let me, yeah, no, definitely. We, I think we, we struggled over, uh, or I struggled over the term, uh, labor of love. I was trying to remember mm-hmm. what it was in, yeah, our, last episode. in our first episode back, but that's the yeah. truth. Like, you know, yeah. we can kind of, uh, empathize with you on that. Like we do this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this is something we love to do. Not like I, what I said at the time and, and it, it still rings true. Not because, you know, we're going to become millionaires off the change log. This is right. something that we, what we want to do is we want to shine a light on people like you that are doing neat yeah. things like this. And so, awesome. um, you said that, you know, you're not going to pay salaries and then you kind of said talked about the fees but so those fees they obviously they're not going to scale well like like the more traffic that um you know you get not traffic in terms of like visitors but the more you know money that that goes through the system the more money that's going to get charged and essentially deposited in the llc's bank account so Mm -hmm. you you might not be claiming a, a profit so Mm-hmm. What do you do once so you start to actually have more money than run, your expenses? Yeah, so we have a ticket. Uh, I mean, we'll you know we'll keep track of it. I actually need to do a better job of uh, of making that information actually public because it's not fully public right now. Uh, my my uh, what's the word? You know, the people I look up to here are Watsi dot org. Are you guys familiar with Watsi? No. Watsi w a t s i dot org. Uh, they are crowdsourced. You guys will actually really like this. They they crowdsource third world uh, medical treatments, right? So you can go and you can see stories of you know kids all over the world, you know, and five hundred bucks would make their you know turn their life from really sucky to awesome, right? Oh, and it's for and specific can... children. Exactly. Yeah. So Watsi.org, uh, you know, is is another crowdfunding platform where they do this stuff, and they are really awesome in regards to open finances. Okay, um, they publish. I gotta dig it up for you. I tweeted about it a while ago. If I can't, I'm gonna get distracted if I go digging for it now. But I'll, I'll get it after the show. They uh, they publish a, a Google Doc, which has 
all their finances unaudited. So they're basically crowdsourcing the auditing of their finances, you know, and they get people coming back. They're a nonprofit and they get people coming back to them being like, you know, is this line item right? You know, and they're like, no, it's not. You know, so talk about failing publicly. Right. And uh, I mean, they're doing this. Right. So I sort of look up to them as as an exemplar of open finances. Um, there's some others. Right. Um, Patio 11 does this, too. Right. He, he publishes a lot of financial data. Uh, yeah, so there's there's definitely people that 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 I have stuff to learn from there. Um, I'm expecting GitHub eventually to be a nonprofit. I haven't started filing that paperwork yet. If anybody wants to work on that, let me know. Uh, because somebody raised the point, you know, even though, you know, even though I'm not making a lot of money off of it, there's still obviously value in the company. And as long as it's a for-profit company, there's always a sort of shadow hanging over, like, well, what if Chad turned around and sold the company, right? And uh, you know, sold out, and it and it went down the tubes. So we do need to we do need to address some of those things just to shore it up, and uh, you know, make sure make sure it's protected. Uh, Got to reduce run. your bus factor. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, reduce even further. Is that Andrew, the kind of thing you were talking about, Andrew? Am I answering your question? Yeah, I was going to actually it's clarify that. I think Andrew, were yeah. you talking about because it's an LLC, and at the end of the year, that money falls back on? Because I'm assuming you're a single member LLC. Correct. Okay, so that money at the end of the year, when 2013 closes, that's going to fall into your personal, uh, you know, your personal tax, and then so at some well, point you're going to have to pull whatever profit in air quotes profit is out there in GitHub, whether it's you know realized or not, and you're going to pay yeah. tax on it. Well, and I'm not. I'm just saying there's there's lots of different ways you can kind of you know shuffle it around and do different things, but but I guess my point is so. There will come a point in time where mm-hmm. it's not about like, okay, let's say yes. Let's say this year, the end of the year comes and you realize, hey, like we made a profit. So now you have to figure out what to do with that money. That's fine. That's right. that's scenario A. But okay. then you can you can look at it and say, okay, like now I have I have actual data I can project. And next year, my operating costs, I can mm-hmm. be more accurate with it. So mm-hmm. how do you then prevent that from happening again? Like are you going to mm-hmm. look in the interest of – or look at you know maybe reducing your fees or cutting Absolutely. your Absolutely. cutting your fees off at a certain point or Absolutely. you know things yeah. like that like yeah we wh- reduce what's the, the fees. big goal for that yeah I mean the goal is to charge as little as possible that's point two right so yeah so we'll review periodically and we'll say well our fees are too high I mean because honestly they are a little high right now it's three point nine percent plus thirty cents you know uh, I just picked that out of the air to get something going excuse me balance charges me two point nine percent plus twenty five cents for credit card transactions. Which is pretty standard pricing, I and mean, it's what I believe it's what Stripe does as well. Uh, you know, for sort of the first tier stuff. You know, and once we get enough volume and we can do some volume discounts and whatever, uh, you know, we're going to pass that along. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll bring those down. It's not you know eventually you know the awesome thing would be to fully automate that. You know, so we can uh, yeah we can compute each week what the fee is going to be that week based on projections. Now, I feel like the goal of an open company should be to have probably as few assets as possible, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird stuff, you know. Like, I just sponsored a conference here in Pittsburgh, the Steel City Ruby Conference. I was in an event last night. Nice, you know, I was talking to some folks, and you know, it was like three hundred bucks to sponsor this conference. And you know, they're good friends of mine, and they've done a lot to to help me, uh, you know, promote Get Up here around Pittsburgh. So I really wanted to be part of this. And was talking to this friend of mine. I was like, "Yeah, I want to sponsor this." So I just paid for that out of personal, you know. Uh, it's it, because I don't, you know, I don't feel right putting that through GitHub. But I mean, this is this is gray area stuff that that's going to need to get 
worked out. Uh, it's I don't feel like it's my bottleneck right now, you know, and sort of, but at the same time, like, I don't want to be, you know, I'm not looking to set GitHub up to, uh, you know, for a surprise, right? I mean, that's the risk, right? Is that like, I mean, here's a big one for you, even, you know, if you want to talk about risks and legalities, like the idea of an open company not paying its employees, well, how about minimum wage tax, right? Or how about minimum yeah. wages, excuse me, right? Um, you, you know, how about, I mean, the tax issue is huge, you know, you're getting money for, you, you, you know, you're getting money through this, you know, when, through, when you've got through hundreds of people and you don't know who they are, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you decide what's a gift and what's not, you know, so I actually did talk to a lawyer about this and she gave me this awesome two page footnoted memorandum you know, digging back into the case history on this. And it's really squirrely, you know, it's like the way, the way gift tax works in the U S uh, you know, it's, it's just not clear cut at all. Right. So, I mean, in some ways Kickstarter is obviously the, you know, the gorilla that's sort of blazing the trail here. Uh, You know, so they're going through a lot of this right now. Right. And they're, I mean, it's just all, it's, it's a gray area of the law. I mean, crowdsourcing is new. Crowdfunding is new. It's new in the past few years, you know, it's, it's new mm-hmm. in the past few years. So, it, you know, GitHub's not, GitHub's a little fish in a big pond at this point, And, you know, we're keeping well, an eye on Well, if you think about it in those terms of like gifts, though, like right. maybe I'm a guy that likes to use metaphors to underth- understand things. So maybe All the right. audience can, can just bear with me for a moment. If not, I'll just be quiet. But I kind of think of it maybe in this terms as if I'm a really, really cool, popular open source person that is awesome, to use your words from earlier. And I'm on the proverbial digital street corner saying, mm-hmm. I, I write awesome code. Give me a, give me a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what GitHub is, but it's not begging. It's just an opportunity to accept a gift from somebody else. Is that essentially yeah. the, the metaphor you use then? Yeah, more or less. Well, it almost seems like that kind of flipped on its head. Like, you know, whereas traditional, you know, financial, you know, pay for things is 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 pay for service like i i'm gonna do a service for you and this is what you're gonna pay me and so yeah Yeah, yeah. it's like the opposite of that where like you're doing you're not doing these services for pay you're doing these services because you want to do them and you're not even necessarily expecting someone to pay you on GitHub. it just gives me the consumer of the service the opportunity to say you deserve something okay so in the law though it's it's much more about intentions than it is about how the parties frame it, it turns out. And this is all – okay, so I am not a lawyer and GitHub is not in the business of providing legal advice formally, right? Huh. Um, Yet. You know, so – Yet. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean the lawyer I talked to advised me not to – you know, GitHub is not in the business of providing legal advice. But it, it gets really gray, you know. So like if Read the Docs has a Read the Docs account on there, right – and people are giving to the Read the Docs account, and for anybody who doesn't know, so readthedocs.org is a documentation hosting website, right? Mm-hmm. And they're one of the top receivers on GitHub. They get 100, 120 bucks a week. So, you know, they're getting 500 bucks a month on GitHub, and clearly, people are giving to Read the Docs so that Read the Docs keeps going. You know what I mean? Like, it's for that project, right? So the people on the other end of that, they're getting the money for that. You know what's the uh, you know what's what's the status? Is that is that employment for a job that they've done? Keeping read the docs online? Is it you know is it, it, it it's the line for it to be a pure gift in for income tax purposes is pretty it's a pretty high bar. Jumping, switching metaphors there. I don't know. So it's all about I mean, expectation and context. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, when you go and you look at the case law, it's like, you know, so these two business associates in Detroit in the 60s, you know, one, you know, they both had two companies and they, you know, gave each other all these backroom deals and the one gave a Cadillac to the other, right? And so the one that gave the Cadillac wrote it off on his taxes and the other didn't, who received the Cadillac didn't report it as income because he considered it a gift, right? And, you know, the auditor or whatever, the solicitor came around and said, uh, you know, where, where's this Cadillac this guy wrote off? Well, it was a gift. And, you know, what they decided is you had to go in and you had to look at the specifics of each case and decide, was this given out of a quote-unquote disinterested generosity? <laughs> okay? It has to oh, be a man. disinterested generosity, right? So it's a really high bar. A, it's a really high bar. And B, it's a really messy line. Because it's not, you know, it's not clear cut. Like for them to actually sort this out, you know, what the courts do is they set up a tribunal, right? They set up a trier of fact and they go and they look at the facts of the case and they judge for themselves, right? Like was this, was this pure disinterested charity gift or was the, you know, did this have some sort of uh, motive? And it, and here's the thing. So, uh, okay, here's the thing. I see Gidip as interested generosity, but then I don't, you know, but who am I to say, you know, the, the, there's hundreds of people giving to read the docs. Like, who am I to say what their motives are? And so that's where it gets messy. It's like, how are you going to try the facts? How are you going to, how are you going to really dig into those hundreds or potentially thousands of people that are giving to you and decide, well, this percentage was disinterested and this percentage was actually interested because of this library. And then how are you going to decide? Like, you know, so Mike Bayer's got five different open source projects, you know, which one was I giving to him for, you know? I don't know. It's 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 a huge thing, right? So uh, yeah. I don't know. Like it seems like it does get pretty messy. It so, does, you know. And I'm trying not to be chicken though. little about it. I mean, I'm trying, and I'm also trying not to be, uh, you know, naive about it. Yeah. So, you know, just trying to forge ahead, and we'll, you know, like I said, I did talk to a lawyer this year, and you know, as we continue to grow, I'm gonna, you know, keep uh, keep on top of that stuff. Well, I certainly appreciate the transparency on that. I think the. I guess as a follow-up to that conversation there on the openness of it then. So when the year yeah. does close, and let's say I made more than 600 bucks from get yeah. up, whether it's a, considered a gift or not a gift as yeah. by law, however right. you find that out, yeah. is it up to that the receiver then to to file that, or do you provide yeah. paperwork? Is this something you have to eventually absorb as you know a liability and mm -hmm. a cost? Yeah, so three things here. So first of all, it's your responsibility. I, you know, Chad Whitaker personally, I reported my income I received on GitHub last year on my taxes under, I did it online. It, it wasn't even other income. I did report it. I found a line item to report it on. So I did report it. It is your responsibility. It's the person's responsibility. And that's in the terms of service. Uh, you know, and that's, that's what's on the site. Two, what was two, gang? <laughs> We're talking about taxes. Okay, so yeah, two is balanced. Okay, two <laughs> is like, – Where's he sorry. going? Yeah. Come back. Two is uh, there are reporting requirements that balanced is responsible for. So if you receive over 200 different transactions or over $20,000, balanced is obligated to give you a 1099K. So that's – you know you have your bank account information stored with balance. They have your info. They have your identity. So they're going to provide you a tax document in the case that you're over that volume. And so does, then, does one month count as one transaction? 
uh, that would be each each week for each week. Sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, you know, the the payout is also thresholded. So if you only have five bucks in your account, we don't pay out. Uh, so it could be every other week or whatever, right? But yes. Yeah, so if you had, so you would only have fifty two uh, payouts at most in a year. So you wouldn't cross the two hundred threshold, but you you know could conceivably in the future cross the two hundred you know the twenty thousand threshold. So balance will provide you a ten ninety nine k in that case. Three, when we get to all right, so there's some features we're working on to deal in different levels of abstraction. Okay, so right now GitHub is most clearly individual to individual, and this is something we get to. We're starting to get companies. Roku involved. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Nice. And others. So there's there's companies that are starting to get involved. There's projects like Read the Docs are starting to get involved. GitHub itself, of course, is an open company that's on there. Uh, you know, and then there's just open source communities in general that we want to deal in. So these different ways of grouping people, right, that we need to deal in to get it somehow. And some of those ways are going to involve uh, tax implications, right? So I'm expecting that the people, for example that receive money through the GitHub account. So there's a GitHub account on GitHub. Right now it's getting like 950 a week. And what we're experimenting what we're experimenting with just in the past couple of weeks we started this is splitting that money up publicly in sort of a in a voting in through some sort of voting mechanism, right? So basically the idea is like this is, you know, this this 950 a week represents the wages and profit of GitHub. Right, so the operating costs, the fees are taken care of in the fees that we charge, and then the nine fifty a week going to get it is for the people, right? And so we're you know we split that twenty eight different ways I think in the past couple of weeks, and I expect as we grow that feature that that's going to include, uh, you know that's going to include a, uh, a tax document component right where you're going to you know in order to receive money through from this pool, right, when there's $100,000 going through that or whatever, or $10,000 a week or whatever it's going to end up being, right? Uh, you know, that in order to receive money from that, you're going to have to sign an additional terms of service that says, you know, I am a contractor of GitHub and I'm going to get a 1099 at the end of the year. And so GitHub would start to get into the business of providing tax documents for that kind of situation. So, I mean, yeah, again, I mean, this is all this is all tricky stuff, right? And I mean, we're starting to consult with lawyers and and you know get feedback from people on this and and try and be smart about it, uh, you know, so we don't so we don't get flipped down the road, you know. So we're, we're kind of I don't know. Am I answering that question at all? I mean, it's it's well, no, it's I think pretty, pretty I think it's a tough. I don't think it's really answering it. I think it's just talking about it because I don't think there's yeah. really an answer to your yeah. situation as it is exactly. now. I think I think it's one part. Yeah, I mean, I think Andrew's got something funny to ask you, but uh, okay. in a second or two. But um, I think that's kind of part of coming on this show and talking about, mm-hmm. you know, not just get it, but sustaining open source and how you're exposing mm-hmm. yourself uh, as a mm-hmm. as the founder of this, and then mm-hmm. potentially the people that get involved in it. What's their exposure level? What's the risk level? You mm-hmm. know, I think, and it's it's kind of neat. It's a cool discussion to to have yeah. and I think it's certainly yeah. cool that you're doing it but yeah. I don't think there's really an answer there's so and much gray area too stuff, though man I didn't come on here to talk about friggin taxes <laughs> how did this happen well no but I think that it's it's a good point and, th- and that is like you're doing something that maybe has never been done but it's definitely not the norm so you know if you look at like um, how op- how companies operate how you know 
like if you're going to start a company, you can kind of look at the model. Like this is the way that you start a company. This is the way you close in on your Series A funding. This is yeah. the way that you do X, Y, and Z. Well, this is and how for you, franchise you, McDonald's in the you know the limit case, like it's all in the book, right? Yeah. Right. And so for you, there's nothing like that. Like exactly. these are there's these no are manual. Yeah, and these are huge questions. These are questions that they're not easily answered. These are questions yeah. that you could easily yeah. answer it incorrectly, and it could cost a lot. There are yeah. these are you know questions that, and so I think that it's interesting because this is where the open idea, and you can get so much community input. Like, mm. who's to say mm. that a a very respected you know corporate accountant doesn't get Absolutely. one of this and say I I want to get involved in this, or a very Absolutely. you know some really good lawyers don't get behind this and yep. say oh this is this is yeah. cool like I want to get involved in this, and then you Absolutely. have who knows you have free you have pro bono law you have pro you know what I mean so and it's so serendipitous you know like I never know what's going to happen, and then somebody shows up like the fraud thing. I got you know a dozen emails, private emails from fraud specialists, anti-fraud professionals, you know, who are like, Chad, let's Skype, you know, I want to help you out with this. That's awesome. You know, it's fantastic. I mean, or like, you know, or I'm like, oh, oh crap, you know, the second payment provider just dropped out from under me and then balance comes along, you know, dude, I have to give a shout out before, before we, we, before we slip past this balanced. I just learned today. So Mateen Tamizi, the CEO of balanced, they, I, I'm increasing, I'm watching them because they're on board uh, with the open company idea, and I'm watching how that develops for them, right? Because they're a payment provider, right? Which is traditionally very closed. And, you know, they keep saying, you know, we really believe in this openness thing, and we're trying to move our business in that direction. I just uh, uh, read a, the thing I was tweeting about today. Mattine had a blog post uh, in Fast Company where he's talking specifically about what it means for his business uh, when he says it's an open company. What I learned in there that was really awesome is that they've open sourced their dashboard, Okay, so the new dashboard for balance that like version two dashboard that they're working on right now is being developed in the open on GitHub, which just blows my mind that like, you know, any like imagine any service that you use. Right. And like you're using this service and you're like, all right, this dashboard is pretty good. But, you know, this is just annoying. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like anybody who's a web developer, especially if you're a front end dev, like when you're, you have those experiences, right? Like when you're using a product and you're like, man, why, why doesn't somebody fix this? You know what I mean? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. And I mean like, like a little bug with a browser or – Exactly. It could even right? be a way to get a job too. So Yeah, what you, exactly, right? And so, so this is a case where now when you see that, like there, there's no excuse for you not to just go and clone the thing. Fix the bug, submit a pull request, and it and it's fixed, you know. And then, like you said, exactly, that's that's exposure for you. It's reputation for you. It's good for balance. It's good for all balance customers. I just that blew me away when I found that out today because that to me is just like a, it's a watershed. It's it's going the extra mile with with openness. I'm 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 really I'm humbled by how much they're mm-hmm. doing openly. It's yeah, funny because you bring up something. Yeah, you bring up something that. So like there's this thing called usability and then there's you know the UX stuff and they're mm. they're, they're the, kind of the same thing but like there's some differences right so okay. it's an interesting topic because if if like 150,000 people get used to the way this feature works even though it's not working the way it should and yeah. then a person comes and fixes that on, mm. on let's say they fix it you know submit a pull request and it gets merged in and deployed to production yeah. so yeah. 
now all the people that have become accustomed to the feature as it was, yeah. you know, you how like oh, yeah. okay, Facebook releases a redesign and uh, everyone complains like if they don't go back to the old version, I'm quitting. And then Facebook yeah. will release their white papers that show actually like our yeah, usage right. spikes tremendously when we receive these when we update mm-hmm. these, even from you. And mm-hmm. so like um, it's funny because. Now the companies are going to have to answer for that. So the bigger GitHub gets, somebody submits a pull request. Everyone got used to whatever. Somebody submits a pull request to fix a bug, and now that feature doesn't work the same way. So how do you respond to that as the company? Okay, so the company has to answer for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And the answer is, here's a link to the GitHub thread where we talked about it openly and publicly, right? Like, you could have participated, you know, and you can next time. And now you're educated. Kind of like saying the reason your town is gone is because we posted it downtown that you're going to get Get your home exactly. excavated. Exactly, <laughs> you should have like, moved. This is how it works. Yes, <laughs> you know. So I, yeah, I, I can only see that as positive. You know, that, yeah. that that's. I mean, it's transparency. You know, it, this gives a place. Like, you know, yes, all of us. Uh, when Facebook changes something, what do we do? We grouse on Facebook because we feel powerless, right? It feels like there's us and there's you know them, right? And the them is the people inside Facebook that get to make all the decisions. This cloudy conspiracy, right? Like humans are so prone to conspiracy theories, right? And you just we we see it, or I don't know. I guess I. I all right, so I have a tendency to see it. You know, it's like the behind the stuff that happens behind closed doors, and uh, and and here we're just throwing it wide open. You know, I think and, it's and extremely think important when you're that. when you're doing this to have a BDFL in the projects as well, because if you just did That's everything right. that all your users wanted to do, you know, it would it would oh, collapse yeah. within minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it it it's a whole new kind of leadership. Uh, that that's needed for this kind of project uh, in this kind of product in this kind of that's thing. a good point right there I, I like that I'm glad you said that because you're right I think it it takes a different not a skewed perspective but a, definitely a different perspective because mm-hmm. like we said earlier at least I said this earlier people you know they they operate closed companies out of fear fear of failing mm-hmm. or acting a fool or being a fool in front of or a bunch of people where, right. Yeah. yeah, our competitors, you know, there's the fear is the basic com- component Sign this of NDA. the concern. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, oh, my idea the number of people that have asked me to sign an NDA in a coffee shop, you know, that's like, come on, guys, give me a break. Yeah. Have they asked you to do yeah, that fear, as you were right? representing Get It? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, here I'm running, yeah. For me to tell so, you my idea. Yeah, but what so you, you, you call it a So you call it an open company, and I think that, when I when in in what we do and specifically because the code is open source, like mm. obviously it's kind of we can kind of mix those two things up. But you know, just listening to you talk, like mm. knowing a little bit about you, and it it sounds almost like the the idea of an open company or your vision for an open company almost embraces like the minimalism thing more so than even necessarily like the open source oh. thing because it's like to to the lean minimal like use as little as you need to keep going mm. and if you do that you can prevent the big you know big bloated yeah. company that is very yeah. inefficient that yeah. is very greedy or whatever you want to say so yeah. i mean can you speak to that like is there any is there any minimalist uh, influence in this mm. open company yeah i mean i love minimalism you know um i i guess i don't i haven't made that connection consciously before but it, you know it certainly could be there you know, trying to learn the lessons of companies like GitHub, right, that do run a distributed team. Uh, you know, obviously, open source projects have run distributed teams for decades uh, in free software projects. Uh, you know, and companies are starting to pick up on this now, too, right? Like, we don't all have to be sitting in the same place to get stuff done. 
we can get by with less. But I mean, you're right with with get it. It's even more. You know what what uh, you know what goes on the corporate credit card and what goes on on Chad's credit card. You know more goes on Chad's credit card than goes on the corporate credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, so from well, the, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's it's it's the open idea, and then it's the transparent idea. It's the it's that everyone knows. It's so it almost helps to keep it accountable too. And you're you're definitely like you know we kind of keep going back to, it, but you're you're definitely bucking the mold when it comes to this stuff. And um, I'm, having I'm excited. Fun, like, I'm having fun. It's yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Great. I mean, it, just because where Gidip is right now, like there's no reason to think it's going to be the same place in two months. And it's, it's so refreshing because you can look at even companies that you do admire and respect, you know, like the GitHubs of the world, you know, like Mm -hmm. you, okay. Like fab today, they had a huge pivot and that Mm -hmm. never happens. Like companies Mm -hmm. never pivot like that when they've established themselves. So Mm -hmm. it's cool to see like that GitHub is going to be this thing that I don't even know if you'll ever call it a pivot because you're going to be forever like this fluid company that's changing yeah. and, and shifting the way that you do things. And, and it's based on community feedback. So, you know, yeah. success or failure, like it's just going to be a really fun thing to watch no exactly. matter what. Chad Whitaker will be the new Eric Reese. Yeah. The open startup. So do you feel like open the startup. definition for an open company is super strict? Like uh, do you think there could be a form of it where a company does pay its employees? Yeah. I mean, so Balanced is uh, taking on board the terminology open company. Okay. And of course, they're doing it very differently than I am, you know, and, and uh, that's, I'm fine with that. You know, uh, they're, they're allowed, you know, I don't have a trademark on the term open company. So you're not, you're not being Richard Stallman about it? No, <laughs> nope, not doing that. No, I mean, I love it. It's, 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 it's a huge win and a huge validation for, for Balanced to be taking this on board and to own the term. And to uh, you know to yeah to own it and to give it their own meaning that's that's great I love it I think the really great takeaway with your relationship with them and what you're trying to do is just all about consistency really because mm. you know you have your your address up on your Twitter account yeah. and you're all about open yeah. companies and GitHub is an open company and then they're doing the same thing it seems like a mm. I don't know it's very very consistent yeah. super fun I don't know okay so now we get to now I want to talk about Heroku. Two weeks ago, starting to give on GitHub. Yes, because it was awesome. And thank you, Kenneth. Uh, are, are we public with this, Kenneth? That you were behind that. Can I yes. say that now? Yeah, that's okay. fine. So Too thank late. you, man. It's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I'm and really what excited. I wanna, what, what I want to the the thing I want to mention, and you and I talked about this. I want to I want this to be public as well. Is that it worked because it inspired generosity, right? So the story is that uh, Kenneth brought Heroku on board with, with GitHub to start investing in open source uh, through GitHub, uh, and you, you put Heroku on the top of the Giver's Leaderboard, right? Correct. Two weeks ago, was it? And then and it's a tremendous validation of what happened. The goal was just mm-hmm. try to you know, lead the way so other companies would start doing the same, because yeah. companies don't really contribute back to open source in that way often. Mm-hmm. So Max CDN now is the number two giver. Yeah, uh, which is perfect. And ideally, yes. you know, I, I want people to be fighting for that number one spot, right? Yeah. And having you know ten, fifteen companies yeah. do it, I think it will it would change well, everything. I know. It, I've spoken privately to to two other companies that are in the works with this, and uh, I, I think we're only going to see more. But I want to say it worked in that the week that that Heroku started giving on GitHub was the biggest. Okay, so. You did that on a Friday, and it runs every Thursday. So the next Thursday, you did a Friday night after we'd already run that day. 
my Thursday night because I, I was about I was about to go to bed and then I sat down and I went on getup.com and I saw Heroku <laughs> up there. I was like, what? You know, Santa's <laughs> up for a couple more hours. Um, you, you know, so that whole next week, you know, we got we got the biggest bump in by percentage of givers that we'd gotten since month two. I mean, since last summer, you know. So it was like givers total went up 12 percent, uh, you know, in the wake of Heroku uh, joining and, and setting that setting that example. That's uh, amazing. And ideally, yeah. that as more companies get involved, that number will continue to grow, and it'll be like a. Uh, it'll, I can't remember the term. It'll be like the, you know, the cruft of the hockey stick, basically. Mm, the the cruft is that what I, you call it? I don't know. Where the, the, I'm in. Uh, I'm in the cruft right. of the hockey stick. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Up and to the right. So, we'll Kenneth, since you since you pioneered Heroku supporting GitHub. And not so much just GitHub, but you know those that are on GitHub that need yeah. support. What do you? So if there's someone out there listening to the change law, whether it's live or the podcast, what what do other companies like Heroku, not exactly like Heroku, like your technology, but that that care about open source, that use open source, pretty much lots of companies, right? But what what should they know about GitHub that Heroku knows that can make them do the same? Well, I mean, I feel like it should be any company, really, because I feel like every single company that's doing something meaningful in the world probably has a set of software developers, and they're probably using open source, right, in some way. Right. So they should all they should sign up for an account and uh, start just contributing, like you know, five dollars a week to some developers whose code they use, or as there's more projects that'll start to there's read the docs right now, and there's Git Tip, and ideally, like you know, there'd be like a Django. Uh, account right we'll on GitHub, and they could just contribute to that, and that would be huge. And I, I, I think um, there's plans to have a page on GitHub that'll kind of explain a pitch to a company on why they should do that, right? Yeah, Chad. Yeah, I, I wrote. A, I don't know if you saw it, Kenneth, but there's a there's a ticket in GitHub uh, that has some notes towards that. Awesome. Yeah, we'll get it's that. cool because um, you see, like, so there are obviously the one of the big problems. There are obviously. Develop, well-known developers, right? There are well-known developers that do get paid a lot of money on their in their day job, or they do get paid a lot of money to speak at conferences, or you know, well, well you know what I'm saying. But there, there's this notion that only those developers could very easily get noticed. You know what I mean? Like those are the guys that are out in public that are doing things that you see. So it's easy to say, you know, like so someone like Kenneth, you know, you obviously work at Heroku, and you, you know, you. You go to conferences, you do other things. So you're one of the top receivers on GitHub, and I think it's cool, and I think this is a, an opportunity for you to say, okay, I'm just going to be a funnel. Like people can support me on GitHub, but then you're also one of the top givers. So then you can turn around and give that to other people that you've encountered. And it, and hopefully, I mean, I would love to see that happen where just because you're receiving money on GitHub, that doesn't mean we need the rich to get richer or, you know, and I'm not trying to say you're rich or anything, Kenneth, but, <laughs> you know, just to say you as a model, like it's cool to almost see you as, like I said, a funnel, like money comes into you from GitHub and then you can disperse it to things that you use and, and it can keep going and it has this effect where it can kind of chain like that. I, I think that's really cool. I think it's also really important that if you're receiving money on GitHub to consider keeping it all too, because like it needs to leave the system for it to work. Right. Right. And right. I, I feel like a really big part of it, like ideally, I think every like major open source contributor, I feel like in, in GitHub's goals, basically their long term goals is like they'd all be receiving like, you know, two thousand dollars a week and that would be like their salary and they wouldn't have to work anymore. They could just work on on open source all the time. Mm -hmm. So 
funneling things all the time, I don't think could work, but it depends on the sustainability of your situation and all these other things. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Chad, do you have yeah, any no. thoughts about that? Like, absolutely. I mean, you know, the goal is for people to make a living through get it. The goal is for many people to make a living through get it, not just the quote unquote rock stars. That's been a huge subject of conversation in the, uh, in the issue tracker, especially, and we've got some features in the works to work on that. One of them is this project thing that I think I started talking about with, uh, with you know, the, how did I phrase it? When I was saying that we're trying to introduce these levels of abstraction, right, layers of abstraction so that you've got groups as well as just individuals, right? So we're hoping to do, you know, implement those in a way that helps the long tail, helps keep our genie index down. Genie is a measure of inequality that's used a lot. And that uh, is one index that we're starting to track. Um, I lost the train. Uh-oh. <laughs> I lost the genie train. index. The rock yeah. stars. Rock stars. Right. We, man, we, I want it to work for everybody, right? I want it to work. I want it. Okay. Here's something. I, here's something I was thinking when we were talking about this. Open source projects is, is a big part of it. I'm interested. Maybe this is a part, I mean, this is a place to introduce this. Not just open source projects, but open products, which is an idea that has been floating around in my head. And I'm actually, I think you guys have, have seen, I'm hoping to get, uh, get together a blog post for the change log about this, but sites like GitHub that are primarily a single hosted product, but just happen to be open source, right? As opposed to something like uh, WordPress, for example, which has a hosted version, but is, is really like an open source project that also has people that will host it for you. Do you catch that distinction? You know what I'm talking about? Like, for example, the balance dashboard, right? Like, this is a great example. It's an op- it would be what I would call an open product. You're not really, you know, it, it's not primarily designed for you to go set up your own instance of it, although you could, and, you know, you're not going to be stopped from doing that. But it's really supposed to be like, you know, the balance dashboard, and it happens to be open, right? I feel like I Read the Docs is probably a, the best example of that today. Say again? Read the Docs. Yeah, so Read the Docs. Uh, Get Sentry is another one. GetSentry.com, right? Um, Travis, Travis CI. You know, uh, we've got these instances of, and again, it's starting as open source itself does, with the developer tools, right? It works for those, uh, you know, for those products because they're developer-focused. So I'm really curious how far we can push the limit with how far we can push the envelope with consumer facing products that also happen to be open. You know, I mean, the sort of the canonical thing in my mind is just like, what if Twitter were open source? What if Google were open source? Right. So I had that experience like we were talking about earlier, where it's like there's a little niggling misfeature or bug on Twitter.com. Or on Google.com, you know, like Facebook.com, big consumer applications, big consumer products. What if they just happen to be open? You know, that's it. That sort of that that what if is sort of you know the out there in the future that I'm sort of uh, aiming towards, and and why I'm so happy about this balanced thing today with uh, with their dashboard being open. It's like that's that's the kind of world I want to live in. You know, I want to live in a world where I feel empowered. You know, I want to live in a world 
you know, where 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 we have openness, you know, and transparency, and where where it's more fluid, you know, where I can go get involved in this product, you know, project. Because look, man, we're already doing it. You know, I was talking to somebody who was I like, talking to yesterday, you know, that was saying like, for you know, for for top for top programmers in the valley, it's like four months is your employment, your term of employment is is not unusual. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like two years ago, it was two years, and now it's four months. I mean, come on, like clearly employment, you know, do we want to use the word broken or, or what? I mean, you know, clearly employment is shifting and changing, right? What is full, what does full-time employment mean when you work for four months and then you move on to something else for six months? You know, so like why not? So part of what I'm trying to do here is, 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 is loosen it up so you can work on something for four months, you know, without, and you can ease into it, you know, like you don't have to go through this big hiring process and all this paperwork and everything. Like you can ease into one and then gradually fade into another project and somehow, you know, civilization goes on. I don't know. I don't know. We'll Push see the how far the open products thing go. In all directions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. For better or for worse. I don't yeah. know. In some ways, it's like you're gonna you're gonna be a pioneer in this area. I can you know you can see it because this is gonna be something that um, yeah. it's just gonna like it's gonna grow and um, and it's not necessarily you know just GitHub's gonna grow, but you can just kind of see that the mindset that's behind this is gonna yeah. be something that grows. And somebody's mentioned really Reddit cool. in the chat room too. That's another great one, right? It's open source. You can go run Reddit if you want. Oh yeah, that's great. You know that's 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 absolutely a great one. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on you. Anyway. I always forget. No, you I always, guys, everyone always forgets about funded. that. Changelog needs to be funded on GitHub. You know, we need we need because it's not just for programmers, because storytellers, right? Like you guys that are you know surfacing all this great stuff that's going on in the community. Like that's a really important role. You know, that's something we need to tie into GitHub more. Right? Is like how to tell stories because developers aren't necessarily good at telling their own stories. So that's another thing. It's another part about getting people who aren't rock stars taken care of is helping them tell their stories to be like, look, you know, I spent the past six months, you know, deep down in the boiler room in the kernel, uh, you know, and here's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but you guys are the ones that can bring that out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and originally you could sign up with a GitHub account to, to have an, a profile on GitHub, and now you can have a Twitter account, right? And that's right. to open the door for everybody. Is there any other yeah. services like that that you're hoping to How add? How about today? I never sent into Facebook. I happen to send into Facebook today. And uh, an acquaintance of mine had, had posted, unbeknownst to me, on Facebook all about GitHub, right? And she was super pumped about GitHub, and she was starting to tell all her friends about it. She's not a developer at all, you know? She's like, um, I actually met her at Occupy Pittsburgh, believe it or not, right? <laughs> and, you know, she's super pumped about it, right? So, so Facebook. So now GitHub's on Facebook. I mean, we've already had a Facebook page. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think there's a lot more communities that, that can really uh, find interesting uses for GitHub, and uh we want to support them yeah yeah i think there's so much so much more that we can go into i think we're gonna have to have you back for another show um so we're, we're kind of running out of time so uh mm-hmm. let me ask you chad who yeah. is your this is kind of the uh the change log question who is your programming hero somebody that you have looked guido. up to and- guido van rossum so i've been trying not to say that throughout this show because i've been trying not to like fanboy about guido and use them as an example because I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> so how about, all right, so here's a little funny, here's a little quirk about that. So at PyCon this year, we, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen pictures online or whatever, but I have this penny puncher. I have a two-foot hole punch, right? And it, it puts holes in metal. 
and I made I got a, I got some custom tooling made for it so I can put hearts in pennies. Hmm. Okay, it's the is that logo. legal? Um, you're it's ambiguous. To talk to my lawyer about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I put hearts in pennies, and I had a booth at PyCon, and we had this penny puncher there, right? So it was a huge hit. A bunch of people came by the booth, and we had them punching. You know, we were punching uh, holes in all kinds of different currency, right? It was a whole lot of fun. And I found a penny. I went and I found a penny. It was a 1991 penny, which is the year that Python was first released. Okay. And I put a heart in this 1991 penny. And I went out and I found Guido. And I said, Guido, I want to give you this penny. And he said, oh, that's so sweet. But I'm not taking any swag this conference. (laughs) I just hung my head in shame. Because he had like he had tweeted about it like the week before the conference, and I hadn't noticed or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just I, every every time I try and yeah talk to that dude, I just like you know start drooling or whatever, and just you know make a fool out of myself. But yeah, I mean, like I started when I started Git, I was like, I just want to give Guido money. Like I just love Python. You know, I love I love the language and I love his leadership style. You know, we we mentioned it briefly earlier. You know, I just love the way he runs the scene. You know. Uh, and yeah, so I look up to him a lot, you know, and, and maybe someday when we're not at a conference, he'll accept a hard coin from me. But, uh, until then, keep plugging away. Yeah. We'll get well, there. we'll get there. Yeah. So like I said, there's, there's so much more that, um, we're going to get into. I think it'll be fun to have you back maybe in a few months when we see kind of yeah. where this thing goes and, uh, the fluid of it. And, and we'll be talking about who knows. I mean, we'll be talking about some, Super you know, fun. like I live in Nashville now. We'll be talking about some small time, you know, musician that's being funded on really, GitHub yeah. and it'll be real cool to, to have that conversation. Let's, uh, can we, we talk it. about one more thing before we close Andrew? I just, yeah. um, so Chad, I know mm-hmm. when we had that, uh, conversation, I kind of wish part of what we talked about could have been podcasted somehow, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, one thing you mentioned, and we talked about it in the show, is that it is open. You don't pay anybody, but you are hiring, um, and you have a huge stack of issues to, mm-hmm. to go through. So mm-hmm. if someone was out there listening right now and they wanted to kind of like, yeah, I want to get into this open company thing, you know, how yeah. could they yeah. – what is the easiest way besides just saying, hey, go check out the issues and just jump in? Do you have yeah. like a list of like your top ones or what's like the call big right now? Yeah. So this is the biggest problem I'm trying to crack right now, right, is how to scale – the community of developers. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're like, you're talking about Andrew, the blueprint, right? I mean, you go get some VC funding and you hire your team and you're off and running, right? So that's not available to me because I don't have any profit to share with venture capitalists. So I can't just go, you know, take salaries out and hire people. So we've gotten, we've gotten a lot of contributions from a lot of great people, which is awesome. What I see, really what I'm trying to do is, is get that, get it funding in place that funding mechanism so that as you're working on get there is that incentive where you are going to get a slice of the pie as you stick around and as we grow the whole system. So that's piece number one that I'm working on. Number two is in the meantime, I'm like trying to piece together a lot of things. So there is a page on get right now on the about page. There is a get involved section, which does list a couple different mechanisms for getting involved. It links to the issue tracker. It links to, you know, IRC, you know, free node pound GitHub, and it also links to a newsletter. I have been experimenting with a weekly newsletter that kind of, you know, it's a summary, it's a digest of what's going on uh, from my point of view in the community of people that are actually building GitHub. So right now, that's the best way to get involved is to go to GitHub 
com slash about and under get involved sign up for that newsletter uh we'll see how that evolves you know that's an experiment this is all an experiment mm-hmm. i'm hoping kenneth indicated earlier he, he he tipped our hand that we're hoping to get some pages out that explain that go into more detail about getting involved you know uh, that you know whether you're a company that wants to start uh, you know investing in open source on github or you're a person that wants to start developing you know or you want to give money or you've got an open source project and you want to receive money uh, you know that's i'm seeing that as a as a priority to just explain it for those different audiences uh, in more detail here's what the community's like here's how to get involved jacob kaplan moss gave a great talk at uh, at heroku's waza conference uh, a couple months ago and it was about growing a community it was about lessons learned from growing the django community and that's one of the ones that stuck with me the idea of really documenting your contribution policies and ways to get involved uh, it sounds like that's something they really focused on i mean they have great docs uh, you know overall but you know in particular how to get involved so that's something i'm hoping to work on uh in the near term with get it so it's easier to do but for now check out that newsletter i guess is what i'm trying to say Check out the newsletter. So, yeah, is it on the homepage or where I? Yeah, you got to go to about. It's um, it's on Tiny Letter. So it's Tiny Letter slash Get It. We'll get you there too. Oh man, you got to move the campaign monitor right away. You, you can't be there anymore. Look, where I want to move is Medium. Have you guys tried Medium? I just got my invite over the weekend. Um, and <sighs> I've got like out, two. Man. They're career- the first people that have actually cracked WYSIWYG that I've seen. I mean, Tiny Letter. Uh, you uh, know, like WYSIWYG is the Achilles heel of all. <laughs> content web apps and and i love medium's implementation of it yeah maybe there'll be an open product someday i don't know maybe maybe (laughs) we'll get there yep well so i think that we would will we will find a way via the change log to try and uh take up the heroku banner and start to give through GitHub. i think that'll be fun to to start to pick people and pick little projects to to support because we use a lot of open source stuff at at um the change log. Well, so. dude, the big one for you guys, man, you just got a link. Uh, you got a link to people's accounts. I mean, uh, Pi Coders Weekly, I believe it is, on all their they have a weekly Python newsletter, and each bullet point they put a link. They just have a little GitHub icon, and it links out to that person's uh, that person's GitHub account. I mean, those kind of things. You know, the more we can, more, more we can build the network and and weave the mat denser. You know, I see that as a great role for you guys. Yeah, we could definitely guys start that. doing that more on. When we cover different projects or, yeah. you know, and some of the editorial stuff we're working on, we can definitely start doing that more often. It's yeah. it's something we certainly want to do because we like what you're up to and we like yeah. supporting people, obviously. So Thanks, man. Yeah, let's, we'll talk about it offline. Cool. Privately. All right, well, I kind of – Yeah, privately. <laughs> yeah, privately. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Off the call on a GitHub issue. How about that? Uh, there good. you go. Yeah. All right, well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Again, we do this every Tuesday live at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, specifically, thanks for being on the show. I want to uh, thanks Kenneth and Adam, and I want to thank you for hanging, Chad. Uh, it was a good time. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. A super fun time. Thanks and for having before me. Before Chad guys. goes, I want him to say my favorite quote from him. Uh-oh. Uh, everybody. I'm not, I'm not building GitHub. I'm building a community that's building GitHub. Is that the one, <laughs> Kenneth? Yes, that's uh, it. Thank you. That's Thank a good you. one. I like it's, that. It's a great yeah. one, and it's extremely important. Yeah. yeah. It definitely it pulls back the curtain a bit more. And when he was making waffles with me the other day, I was at his place, and he said he was making waffles. <laughs> he, was he wasn't making waffles. He was making the community that was making waffles. <laughs> we had a good time. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anybody wants waffles, 716 Park Road, 15003. <laughs> <laughs> Next time nice. in Pittsburgh. Nice. 
All right, guys. And again, we are member-supported here at The Changelog. You can visit us at thechangelog.com slash membership. Uh, you can visit us at thechangelog.com slash store to buy a shirt. And as Adam likes to say, to hack and style. Yeah, hack and style with The Changelog team, man, for sure. <laughs> All day long. All right, guys. Thanks for being on the show with us. Very good. Keep real. Okay, thank you, guys.